Okay. My name is Leslie, and this will be my second official long podcast. Also, we'll be calling my opinion just as the I did on my first one. I have several topics today, so I'll try not to take as long. Um, the first topic I want to talk about is the Delta variant of COVID-19. Now, from what I've been hearing on the news all throughout the week, is that there are a lot of countries that are actually shutting down or considering going into lockdown because of this new Delta variant of COVID-19 which apparently they say is a lot more transmissible than the original COVID-19. With the original, you cough or sneeze and you don't wear a mask and you can transmit it. With the Delta variant, all you have to do is walk by somebody that has it and if you don't have a mask on, they can it can be transmitted simply by walking or talking to somebody in close range that has it and not wearing a mask. If you have the shots, the reports on that have been kind of mixed up. Um, in a couple of countries that have also gotten shots people have still died with getting the shots and again some uh They're saying that some people have been able to recover from it, although at the moment I can't really recall who, um, where that's at, because it's such a small number. Um, I personally believe that in some ways it is true. But in other ways, it's just another way to force more people that don't want to have the shot to get the shot. And as far as the recommendations, I 
said last time on my last podcast that if I can help it, (coughs) I'm not going to get the shot. But it is also said and posted on on businesses everywhere that if you're not vaccinated, you need to wear a mask. Whether you've had it or not. And that particular part I agree with. If you have not been vaccinated or you're not trying to get vaccinated, whether you've had it or not, you should still wear a mask. Because whether you've been vaccinated or not, you sneezing and coughing on people or talking to them just regular and giving either any of the variants of this disease to somebody else just because you refuse to wear a mask and you've decided to either not get vaccinated or partially vaccinated or all the way vaccinated, that's not fair to anybody else around you. It doesn't matter who it is, whether it's your grandma, your aunt, your uncle, the person down the street, the person in the store. It's not really fair to anybody just because you don't want to wear a mask vaccinated or not. And for those of you that are vaccinated, you're not completely out of the, out of the water. Although it may have a 50-50 chance of either affecting you or not affecting you, there is still that chance and even if you don't get it affected, you can still have the possibility of transmitting it to other people. So do yourself a favor and just wear a damn mask. If you don't want to stay away from people, wear a damn mask. Your freedoms or the things you think the government's trying to keep you from doing to be free should not hinder somebody else's freedoms because you want to be a jackass or a bitch. Your freedoms do not impose on somebody else's freedoms and should not impose on somebody else's freedoms. So what, you don't want to wear a mask? Suck it up. Stop thinking of yourself. Think of everybody else for once. I've seen way too many videos of people getting into fights over mask wearing and not mask wearing. Suck it the fuck up. You don't want to stay the hell at home. Put the damn mask on and shut the fuck up. The next thing I want to get into is that building collapsing in Florida. I've been watching that on the news all week too. And if this ever gets to anybody that is has been affected by that building collapse in Florida, you have family or friends that died or have not been found yet in the rubble in Florida, 
I don't know if this will actually reach anybody in that category, but I do feel for you guys. I am very sorry that you guys have lost loved ones. And for the people that actually <clears throat> own this or the Builders Association or whatever they were talking about on the news, shame on you. You had enough time and enough money and enough resources to get that building caught up. It don't matter about the tenants bitching and whining and complaining. You had an obligation. You're the owner. If not you the owner, whoever actually owns the building. If you're just the association and somebody else actually owns the building, then maybe you guys should have been a little bit more stricter on the person that actually owns the building. That's your responsibility and theirs. And I am glad they're actually passing laws and starting to (coughs) hand down whatever it was they were talking about on the news as far as buildings that have structural things that need to be upgraded. Like I said when they were talking on the news, it took a whole entire half a building worth of people fucking dying for them to do this, but... Hey, I guess it's better late than never, huh? Just like there's a lot of people that have had had to end up dying over one thing or another just for things to start happening. Kind of like this COVID stuff. Now, my next thing is Britney Spears. That's been talked about a lot too. Like I said, this is all my opinion. So if you don't like it, move on. You can make a comment. If I don't like it, I'll delete it. Uh, If I think it's worthy of a debate, then I'll debate with you. But if it gets rude, mean, or out of whack, then it'll just be gone. uh, When I figure out how to do that. Britney Spears. I'm not a huge fan of Britney Spears, but from what I've been hearing in the news, conservatorship should not be allowed if the person is well over 20 years old and they are well capable of taking care of themselves. Me personally, I do know a case of something that is similar to that. A young woman who has an adoptive mom that was trying to control all the different aspects of her life, trying to make her become something that she didn't want to become. And because the young lady was verbally fighting back, not raising hands, in fact, not being disrespectful at all, trying to respectfully tell her 
adopted mom what she was and was not going to do because she was old enough to make decisions on her own. Eventually her adopted mom did stop because she thought she was being rude and the way I see it unless there is an absolute reason that somebody in their 20s or higher needs somebody to tell them what to do and how to do it because they might be mentally or physically handicapped if that person is well over 20 years old and they're able to take care of themselves especially if they're an actor singer dancer whatever they should have the ability to control what they do when they do it how they do it who they do it with and who gives a fuck what the hell you think You should not have that much damn control over your kids once they reach adulthood. Especially if they're able to be actors and stuff like that. Unless they have a severe handicap that they just simply, they can do everything else that they just can't handle money right or whatever. Then yeah, sure, handle help handle the money thing. But no one person should be able to tell another person how they can live their life. What they can do, when they can do it, how they can do it, who they can be married to, who they can't be married to, when they can see their kids, when they can get married, when they can do this, when they can do that. One thing I can say is on Britney Spears' dad, shame on you. You should have gave that up a long time ago. Your daughter's what? in her late 20s, early 30s, maybe mid 30s, give it up. She's well more than old enough and capable enough apparently to take care of herself. Shame on you for what you did to your daughter. You should feel ashamed. That's no way to treat your blood. thing is is that you can't really shame me about my dad because I done told my dad what the hell I thought of him and told him to kick rocks as far as I'm concerned he could stay gone so you can't really fling my dad back on me because I really don't give a damn you should let Brittany do her own thing a long time ago her life is not your life and vice versa quit being a typical mom and not letting your kid grow up. Get over it. Um, my opinion, don't like it, move on. <coughs> Biden's talks on gun violence. I love the president and I understand where he is coming from as far as the gun violence but being realistic I highly doubt what he's talking about is actually going to do too much as far as gun violence 
because there's always a way to find loopholes around <clears throat> things that uh, instances that involve guns. You can do background checks all day long on anybody and everybody in the world. And you can deny those people that are mentally unstable and shouldn't have a gun. You can deny them guns through that direction all you want to. But because there is a black market for illegal guns and assault rifles, that particular area will be very hard for a lot of people. Because... You can't go too much into controlling gun violence with registered gun holders without actually going into telling people how they can and should use their guns. Because, unfortunately, whether some of us, like myself, like it or not, um, guns don't kill people, per se, It's the person behind the gun that kills people. They just happen to use a gun to do it with. Knives don't kill people either. The person that's behind the knife kills people. So, there's really not going to be a way to control gun violence Unless you can keep it out of people's hands that want to act like assholes. But you can't really tell who's an asshole just by who shows up in a gun store. Some people just don't want to talk, don't want to do nothing. They just want to come in, get their gun, and go after they do the background check. (laughs) So I can't really do that. My opinion on the whole entire thing is, me personally... Every single gun should be confiscated. I mean, every single gun, whether it's a little bitty pea shooter or a great big old huge assault rifle machete type thing like what you see on Rambo and all them other um, street fighting type uh, uh, movies and TV shows, this kind of stuff that they use in wars and everything. Every single gun in the world just needs to be put in one big old huge thing and sent somewhere to just explode and everything that can be used to make a gun. If one thing is missing, you won't be able to complete the construction of that gun. So take the main things that take the some of the main things that make up guns and put them in the shipments with the gun with the rest of the guns of the world and Take them somewhere and melt them down. Don't and don't make up any more guns. If you want to hunt that bad, that's what bows and arrows are for. Spears, you know, things that they used to use clear back in the old days. Yeah. It might be a little bit messy. But at least you had a straight wound to heal and not a whole bunch of little bitty ones because of a whole bunch of little bitty pieces of metal with with, uh, gunpowder in them. 
but that's also my opinion. The vice president visiting the border. Pretty much her visiting the border and checking out things only reaffirms a lot of the reasons why different immigrants come from different countries. The violence in the countries, the poverty in other countries, the climate change, some of them having typhoons, some of them having earthquakes and tsunamis and things like that, uh, which also goes back to, uh, well, like I was saying, climate change. Uh, wrecks their houses, completely destroys their houses, so they have to look for another way to uh, house their uh, families. Um, Some of them, a lot of them, already have family that is here. The family finally gets into a place where they can start getting the rest of their family over here to America, and unfortunately... The families don't have any money at the moment, so they have to rely on smugglers. And then once they get here to the U.S., all they have to really do is find family. Um, Other things, um, a lot of immigrants seeking better health care and education... And some of them like to send a little bit of that stuff back home to support their families that they have in other countries. And I know it may not be fair, or it may not seem that fair to people that live here, that people that come to this country to make a better life for themselves are sending our money back overseas to help out their families. But at the same time... Americans do the same thing. We go overseas to live or to visit and we send money back to our relatives for them to survive. I mean, no one person in the USA does not have a family member here in the USA. So when they move to a different part of the world, they possibly send money back here to give as a gift they have to change it to the currency from wherever they're at to the U.S. dollar, but still they're sending money back. Once you get to another country, you use their currency. So us complaining about them sending money back and forth, that's the world over. Americans, Mexicans, Italians, British, it doesn't matter what country you're from, If you're traveling to that country or you decide to live in that country or work in that country, money's getting around the world in all different shapes and sizes and forms. Some of it's more valuable than others, but still. So you might want to think about that before you slam people that are immigrants here supporting families in other countries because... Americans in other countries are doing the same thing that we keep complaining about immigrants doing here. And 
I actually did watch a couple videos on people crying about immigrants and then taking our jobs. And I will get into that in a later podcast a lot more. But the major thing that I noticed on all the videos so far is that a lot of these farmers, the ones that actually hire the illegal immigrants to do the jobs, to do all these farming jobs, a lot of the farmers said that they have been willing to let Americans have these farming jobs, picking stuff and everything else. But one farm had one white guy pick a very small portion, like maybe not even a full two minutes worth of work. He was bending over to pick strawberries, and within two minutes, he was done. And the farmer that he did that with said that he was the first white man in 25 years to even bother to try to pick strawberries for even that long. Another farmer said that he actually, out of billions of people that were complaining about it, I think about a hundred actually applied, only 11 showed up, and not even one of them lasted a full two weeks at the farm picking crops the same way that immigrants do. So as far as I'm concerned, what I said in my last podcast about Americans griping about immigrants taking farm jobs, we regular Americans, we suck. We are too pampered. And according to most all farmers nowadays, whites have not actually been into a field to pick anything for at least a good one to two hundred years, and maybe even before that, depending on what state you were in that did slavery. So, Americans, especially white Americans, crying about all this bullcrap, Shut the hell up. Accept the fact that immigrants are here doing shit you don't want to do. Okay? Because you're not going to do it. So shut up. That's just my opinion. Now, evictions. I've been watching a lot of the eviction stuff. Different states, even different countries. It's worse in different countries, especially during the pandemic. And a lot of the evictions uh, shows that I've watched on YouTube and other places. Evictions are based so far... I've heard a lot about systemic racism, and when I have watched some of these eviction shows, it has been shown to me time and time again that that's basically what's happening, because there's a lot of the shows, majority of them, are 
blacks, Hispanics, Latinas, and things like that facing eviction problems. For whatever reason. Pandemic-wise, not being able to afford rent because we're in a crisis, or we were in a crisis, or whatever the case might be. Only thing I can say to all these people facing evictions or already have been evicted or trying their hardest to get back into a place for those that really are trying to make it I feel very sorry for you and I honestly do hope you're able to make it there is no reason for any person to be homeless and there's no reason for any news crew to walk along a particular part of a city that never was riddled with people living in tents all of a sudden now the whole entire street is blocked off because people are facing evictions because landlords want to be dicks if you're a landlord in one of these cities that has evicted your tenants because they could not pay rent during this pandemic? Shame on you. If you're still buying the damn house, live in the fucker and buy it. Or kick yourself out. Or give up the house. Quit making your tenants' lives unbearable. If you can't afford the damn place, give it up. Don't be kicking people out because you can't afford something. There's no reason for it. You're putting... You're doing so many wrong things right now because we're in the middle of a pandemic and people need housing. They don't need you crawling down their throat because of rent. They know they owe the fucking rent. That's what they're trying to do. But they can't do what they're trying to do if you're sitting there stuffing, you want your money, you want your money, you want your money down their throat. This goes for individuals and fucking corporations. If you're that hard up for cash... then maybe you need to redo your fucking budget. Because that's just wrong. There are people out there that are living underneath y'all's roofs trying to do the best they can to make ends meet. But they're barely scraping by. Now for those of you that say that you're trying and you're trying to live outside your means... What I mean by that is if you're a school teacher and you know how much you're, you knew how much you were making or you live off SSI and you knew how much you were making and you got a house that was like way too much out of your price range, then maybe you should have thought about that before you moved into the place. Because if you make $2,000 a month off SSI and you got into a place where you know that you're not going to be able to make the rent, the utilities, and any kind of car payment, 
if you have one, then that's your fault. First of all, if you're living off SSI, you shouldn't be trying to make any kind of car payment. You should be trying to save up to buy the car outright so you don't have to worry about that no more. And if you're on SSI and you're sitting there trying to rent out a place, I don't know. I don't know what the laws are in different states. All I know is that I personally also live off SSI and I got something that I was able to at least have about maybe a good $100 worth of a cushion after I got through paying rent and utilities. Even buying groceries, okay? At least a good $100 um, uh, landing just in case I do have to do something else or an emergency comes up, I can still afford to do something about it. Don't live outside your means and then expect somebody to feel sorry for you. You go, you need to budget it to where you have a little bit of money to fall back on regardless of your circumstances. There's always ways to cut costs. If you don't like it, too damn bad. Unfortunately, that's the way things work. When push comes to shove, you have to go down to the bare essentials. It doesn't matter what you like or what you think or how you act or how you feel. We're in a pandemic. You're in an emergency crisis. You need to cut stuff. Cut shit that you don't need. Not shit that you don't want. Stuff that you don't need. But I still feel sorry for you guys that got evicted. Or are facing eviction. Or could possibly face eviction. Next. Derek Chauvin sentenced for the murder of George Floyd was sentenced for 22 and a half years. Now, in my last podcast, I was talking about Black Lives Matter movement and George Floyd and all the rest of that and saying that I was crying during his video. And I was. I still do. I'm not going to apologize for it and I'm not going to take it back. Because... I got to watch several videos of George Floyd and his life. Yes, he made mistakes. A lot of us do. From what I got to see, he was a good kid. He got good grades. He was doing a very good job. He went to college. Things started getting a little heavy as far as keeping his grades up and stuff, so he wasn't so he decided not to, to continue not to go to college. He went home and he tried keeping at least a decent life going, but you know, he ended up getting tripped up a little bit. It happens. Some of us not as much as what he did, but still it happens. He got caught up in drugs and all the rest of that stuff. There's a lot of people with the same situation. Then he started, then he, from what I got out of the videos I watched, he started turning his life around 
when his when he found out he was going to be having a daughter which is common not as common as it used to be but still there are some people out there that when they find out they're about to have a kid somehow something clicks in their brain and they start trying to turn their lives around which from what I can tell from the videos he was doing so even if he did deserve to at least get arrested for that he did not deserve to die for that now the officer on the other hand in my opinion he deserves exactly what he got because I got to see a video and I got to look at the court uh, court records of uh, him and his past and found out that he was responsible for doing almost the same exact thing to a 14 year old boy a few years ago Uh, putting his uh, knee in the boy's neck and this one he actually sat there and he took his flashlight and he beat the he beat the kid in the head for it <coughs> and there was a nightclub owner that used Derek Chauvin as security when he was younger and according to that purse that person Derek Chauvin always showed a lot of concern for people of color that would show up to the uh, establishment. Especially towards black people. If, According to what I read and seen videos of, if black people showed up to the club or the establishment then Derek Chauvin would get out of control by radioing on his calm thing or whatever that they needed backup even if the black people weren't doing anything wrong or dangerous just walking up to the building because according to the owner of the establishment there were several of quite a few times that he was standing there with Derek Chauvin and Instead of taking it easy, he would see uh, people acting up, especially black people, and he would go, as the establishment owner would say in the papers, he would all often go overboard when it came to black patrons coming to the establishment. So, in my opinion, he did deserve what he got, because... Like what they said during the trial, he was subdued, he had cuffs on him, he was no longer a threat. At any point in time during that nine minutes that his knee was on Floyd's neck, he could have taken it off. But he did not. So in my opinion, Derek Chauvin is guilty. And... I'm not going to apologize for saying that I was crying when I seen George Floyd on the ground crying, saying he couldn't breathe. A lot of people are like, well, if he couldn't breathe, he sure did say a lot. I'm like, 
He was probably taking his last breath trying to make every single time he said something count before he finally offed. Plus the fact that uh, his mom had died before that. So he was going through some shit. But nobody seems to understand that. But I said my piece about that. I'm not going to apologize for what I said. The Black Lives Matter movement, I got to read and see videos on that. It was started by three women. It was not, it was started pretty much to say, from what I got to read and see videos of, the Black Lives Matter movement was started to say that black lives matter just as much as anybody else, just as much as any other race, which I happen to believe. All lives matter. And where it goes from a pro a peaceful protest to vandalism, even people that have protested for those individuals have said outright that when it came to the vandalism, that's when they stopped. And that's when the vandalizing people took over. Uh the Georgia voting law being under fire my opinion I believe that that is mostly discrimination because if people are working all damn day long there should be no voter discrimination it doesn't matter what color you are even though it says that most of the voter uh most of the voter registration laws are targeted towards black people i can believe that because i've watched a lot of the different news uh channels as far as the black thing i've been following a lot of this stuff that i've been talking about and i do honestly believe that that is part of the systemic racism that they're talking about just like the um, eviction notices. I can't say too much about that at the moment because, um, I'm kind of slowly running out of time, but, um, another topic I want to talk about is the Trump organization facing lawsuits and charges. Everybody knew that didn't have their heads stuffed up Trump's ass. Everybody knew that Trump's organizations were under fire. Because as some of us knew, even before he became president, that he was shady. He doesn't have any damn money. According to the news, if any of y'all jackasses actually try to freaking watch it and don't believe whatever the hell you want to believe he in he made himself look pity, pitiful to certain organizations while making himself look good to other organizations just to make sure he kept money in his pocket now i know a lot of you is going to say well that's most people yes but if he was making that damn much money, how in the hell, why, why in the hell 
would he need to make himself look so damn pathetic to other organizations? Or so much more rich to other organizations? Why not just be honest? I mean, if you have that damn much money, why do anything but show the truth? I mean, hell. Always stick to the truth. I'm poor as hell, okay? I can't afford shit, and that's what I tell everybody. It doesn't hurt to tell the truth. As far as I'm concerned, him and his whole family needs to go to prison for all sorts of fraud, deception, and everything else. And they need to throw away the damn key. Build that fucking wall that he wants so damn bad around him and his family and anybody else that supports him. Put a lid on it and let y'all fuckers suffocate and eat each other. America reopening. Personally, I don't think America needs to fully reopen because I don't think we're out of this pandemic quite yet. I think we're opening up way the hell too early and way the hell too freely because nothing has actually been uh, called as far as it's over. We keep finding new variants, new deadlier things and everything, and we're not out of the blue yet. People still, in my opinion, a lot of people should still be wearing masks and should still be social distancing. Um, A lot of these ballparks and everything else shouldn't be letting in nearly as many people as they are. Now, while I do think that establishments do need to be open, they still do not need to have as many people in them as they do. But that's also just my opinion. Bipartisan deal on infrastructure. The only reason I even have that on my list is because we've had several bridges collapse. One was on the news, especially this week. Uh, Infrastructure. We need it. We need, we need to be able to fix our stuff. And bipartisanship, the way I see it, the rich motherfuckers, yeah, it needs to be taken out of their pocket. I mean, the people that own multi-billion dollar corporations, like what um, the dumb fuck from Kentucky dude is trying to stop having do is take money out of the super wealthy's pocket. Hell, fuck that. Dig deep into those motherfuckers' pockets. Take that shit from them. They don't need it. They got billions of dollars. Hell, they can make up what the hell they spend in taxes. They can make that up in a matter of minutes. It's not going to affect them none. None at all. None, none, not. Zip, zero, zilch, nuts. They're going to sit there and look at you and keep smiling because they paid their fair share of taxes or whatever somebody dipped into their pocket and within a matter of minutes they made it all back up again no 
dig deep into their pockets to where they actually start looking up and getting nervous because they're actually paying for something besides themselves and their families. The life-threatening heat wave on the west coast and wet on the east coast. I'm sorry, that's not funny. That also has to do with climate change. Um, only thing I can say on that is try to be safe. Try not to cook yourself or roast yourself out there. Um, and for the people on the other, on the opposite end, going swimming when they thought they were going to be going on a vacation in the sun, can you try to do your best to stay afloat? <laughs> Um, e-cigs and vaping. I don't believe e-cigs and vaping should have ever been invented. And the short video clip I got to see about e-cigs and vaping, they were primarily, not primarily, they were made specifically for people that were addicted to cigarettes to stop smoking. That's the only reason that they were designed or created. And I watched and seen several different videos and several different papers on this. That's exactly what they were designed for. If somebody was smoking cigarettes and for some odd reason they found themselves not able to stop smoking because all the other methods weren't working, then the e-cigs and the vaping was supposed to be an, a way, another way for them to stop. Almost kind of like the patches or the gum or any of the other numerous things out there to help people from smoking, keeping from smoking when they actually want to stop. My only thing is, is that as far as smoking goes, period, that's actually... A decision you have to be willing to stop if you're not willing to stop you can try all the damn treatment methods in the world acupuncture anything and everything that they've talked about to make it to where you stop smoking if it's not in your head to stop smoking you're not gonna stop and I've also heard about new things coming up with these e-cigarettes and vaping, things like popcorn lung and all the rest of that stuff. And I'm just going to say this. I have three daughters. Two of them actually do the vaping and the e-cigarettes. One says it's because she doesn't want to get addicted to actual smoking real cigarettes. And they both use them to get high as well off weed. Now, I'm not against stoners. Hell, I'm a stoner. Stoner for life. That's just me. Although I'm not as heavy as I used to be. After 20-some years, I think I've smoked twice in the last two years. But I haven't used any of those vaping methods or nothing. Um, 
and I've told them that using those vaping methods or those e-cigarette methods or whatever the hell methods they use to get high these days isn't really worth anything else because if you're just getting high you shouldn't have to worry about you know the side effects of e-cigs or vaping or whatever it is they do with weed these days only thing you should get off being high which from what I noticed and seen because I like I said I'm a stoner as well is a severe case of the munchies not being able to get up and move around and or being an active um, pothead and from what I've known from my fellow stoners which seems to be a common thread a very high sex drive when you get high your sex drive goes to the roof if you didn't have one and if you had a high sex drive it goes even higher so uh, I have often asked both of my girls to be careful when they do any of those e-cigs or vaping because of all the different things that come with e-cigs or vaping and like a lot of parents don't want to end up going to the hospital to find out that their kids lungs may not last because of the fact that they uh, did all the rest of this stuff Um, if you want to smoke a cigarette smoke the damn cigarette if you want to smoke weed smoke weed but don't be sitting there using all this other bullshit in the middle of it because it's not worth it Oh, and yes, even though it's not on my list, as far as weed goes, or marijuana, wacky weed, whatever you want to call it, I'm all for it. For a few years, I was against it, and I don't know why, I was even arguing with another guy about it on the on Facebook and I caught myself I'm like why am I arguing with him when I have done the same thing so I had to sit there and think about it for a while and I'm not against smoking weed at all I'm for it I'm actually kind of helping pass around all that stuff to make it legal here in Kansas here in Kansas so um, my opinion I do it I'm for it I'm not against it I'm against anything else that's harder than weed meth uh, 
crack, cocaine, all the rest of that garbage, but I'm not against weed. Um, but I might do more podcasts sometimes throughout the week because there's a lot of things I've been covering and I've been wanting to get more into them. So until next time, I'll talk to y'all later. Remember my opinion, leave, uh, you can leave comments if you want to, if they get nasty or if they get racial, I'll probably try to figure out a way to delete you, but if you want to talk about it or debate about it, we can, just don't get too messed up because I have no problem deleting or blocking, ask anybody. Till next time, my opinion, Leslie Shrout, Jr. Bye.